hope you're hungry because you're listening to Everybody Eats. How difficult is it for you right now to do this? Like to try to get a seat at the table, so to speak. Um, it, it, it's it's difficult in the sense that there are certain tables that they, they don't want you to sit at. Um, so you got to pull up a chair anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say in the spaces that I have been in, it's again just just pushing your voice in there, um, not allowing the discussion to move forward. Unless we talk about schools, unless we talk about social media, uh, 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 you know, issues regarding that, unless we talk about gun violence that's impacting young people. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Everybody Eats. It's your boy Bensky Belazare, co-host in XP on the phone. We're back again, Mr. Corey Ormsby. I got to make sure I say that M in his name when he gets mad. And we're here with a very special guest, candidate for New York State Assembly, Mr. Khalil Anderson. Say what's up, Khalil. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Everybody eats. Good evening. Good evening. Happy to be on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming out. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. So today we have a very special episode. Um, We'll be talking with Mr. Khalil Anderson. Um, So definitely tune in. Before that, you want to make sure that you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to our podcast, we're on there. So make sure that you're following us, liking, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy the content, definitely leave a review and let other people know. All right. So let's move on for today's episode. Khalil, how about you start introducing, uh, start off introducing yourself, what do you do, who you are, and yeah, say what's up to the people. All right. Good night, everybody. Um, as Bensky said, my name is Khalil Anderson. Uh, I'm 23 years old. I'm a recent college graduate. At Congratulations. College. Thank you. Thank you. You know, your alma mater. So, um, yeah, essentially, I just graduated college. Um, but throughout high school and college, I've been super active in my community. Um, currently, I serve as a community board member. Um, I was appointed when I was 18, 19, and at the time I was the youngest board member uh, ever appointed to the board. Uh, I'm also a member of my local precinct community council, NAACP, and a couple other groups that do amazing work for my neighbors, my friends, and my family in the community because we, you know, we believe that if we all pitch in and contribute something you know, it makes society a better place for, for all, you know, so that's my philosophy in and of itself. Uh, aside from the work that I do in the neighborhood, uh, I'm also uh, a recently uh, announced candidate uh, for public office. Uh, I'm running, okay. yes, sir, I am running for New York State Assembly, which is the lower house of the state legislature for New York. You're on your way, bro. At 23, you're on your way. Yeah, yes, sir. Young yes, king, sir. young king. But thank you. Uh, of course, man. That's amazing. That's really inspiring. So, um, not only did you just graduate college, you graduated with your master's, right? Yeah. Um. So I, I was a part of the uh, accelerated master's program at Queens College. Uh, I was blessed enough to earn a dual degree. Uh, degree, uh, bachelor's degree in urban studies and a master's degree in urban affairs. 
Um, and, you know, the model at Queens College is, um, I, don't try to get me to say it in, in, uh, in Latin. In Latin, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I can say it in English. Uh, it's, uh, we learn so that we may serve. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I honestly am an embodiment of that because I plan on using both of my degrees to launch into a career of, of service. Um, a lot of times service is not the most profitable industry, yeah. um, but nonetheless, it's the most fulfilling. And it really, you know, it, 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 you know, allows you to be able to have an impact in other people's lives. So we learn so that we may serve. So those degrees, we're going to put them to service. That's a fact. Of course, of course. And like similar to NABA, um, our theme in NABA is lifting as we climb. You know what I mean? So it's a very similar concept, very similar, very similar mindset. Um, so that's what we believe in NABA. That's what we believe that everybody eats. You know what I mean? So the reason that we do this podcast and we have people like Khalil so we can teach while we learn and learn while we teach. So um, I'm real interested in the, your candidate for New York State Assembly. So one, how do you even like go about that? Like, do you just like fill out a piece of paper and say, hey, like, I want to run? <laughs> like, how does that even work? <laughs> well, brother, I got to tell you, I really, really wish it was that easy. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, over the years, like um, uh, the paperwork to become a candidate for public office, has, the, the process has improved okay. um i mean i don't know about how much but this is what they're saying it has improved <laughs> i don't know i went through a lot of struggle doing it but um essentially i can only speak to new york i mean however campaign finance laws and campaign election laws are pretty much similar across the country but i can only speak for new york so basically um to become a candidate you first things first a lot of people don't do this. First things first is you got to check and see to make sure you live in the district that you're running in. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say you don't got no felonies. I thought you... That was like... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got to make sure you live in the district um, that you're running in. You don't want to be out here looking silly saying that you're running for this, but you really don't live there, so you don't qualify to run for it. Makes sense. Um, we had two candidates do that in my race, and um, I'm not gonna put nobody on no blast, but you know that, that's a thing. <laughs> um, so you want to make sure you live in the district. Uh, you have to fill out some basic paperwork through the New York State Board of Elections. Your name, the the office that you're running for. You don't have to put the office you're running for. You can put undeclared. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I know what office I'm running for, so I, I put it put it in there. Uh, and once you file that very important paperwork with the Board of Elections, they'll send you a confirmation number saying that you're confirmed, you're registered with the Board of Elections as a candidate, and that allows you to be able to open up a bank account, um, a special type of bank account, um, business bank account, business check-in, um, so that you can begin raising money for your campaign. So uh, basically, there are a few like prerequisites that you got to meet in order to get started and all of that. Yeah, I, I, and essentially, you know, it's, it's, it's like starting a new business. You want to make sure that 
you know the business law, you make sure you want to know the business code, whatever things that are necessary and appropriate for your business. Same thing with the campaign. You want to make sure you're you're registered with the board of elections. You want to make sure you 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 know you file your paperwork with them. Uh, you want to make sure you file that same paperwork with the bank bank any bank of your choice that you want to bank with, uh, and then also just like any other business, you want to make sure you're registered with the IRS. Um, and you get a um, what's called a, uh, a, like a tax t- ID. Yeah, tax ID. Yeah, uh, tax ID number, TIN. Yeah, and that's the number that you use to to verify that you are uh, an active campaign. And the reason why you have all of these like hoops that you got to jump through is because campaign accounts are not necessarily taxed. Mm. So, um, and, and until you start paying people, when you start, paying I need to start running for some president. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> careful, careful. Uh, there's a lot of laws that um, that really uh, govern govern. You know the campaign. You know the campaign, and 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 in and of itself. So you gotta every penny that's spent, every penny that's collected, has to be meticulously accounted for. Because once you're a candidate for public office, your money essentially becomes public money. They have to know what you're doing with it, why you're doing that with it, and that goes into compliance and things like that. I don't want to bore you all with that, but a lot goes into just tracking that money because essentially it's your money. And because I'm I'm collecting your money with the pretense of running for public office, it's heavily scrutinized. And you gotta make sure that there's, you know, there's you spend no. Spend it right, basically. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, there's plenty of candidates, people who are in office now that have messed up with this stuff and are, are doing time for it. It's it very serious. So, what do you, what are you particularly spending your money on when you campaign? And is it like, like food and venues, or is it like you know you buying suits? So like, are you paying for your Uber? <laughs> like, what do you? So, what exactly are you paying for? Not if if you in particular or like in general. Yeah, no, no. Let me uh, uh let me answer that. So, um, there. So I get, let me let me answer it abstract, and then I'll get to specific, and I'll yeah, try yeah. to be as quick as possible. So there are three different types of 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 board of elections. And within those board of uh, within the board of elections is campaign finance law. So, if you're running for a city office, you have campaign finance law through the campaign finance board (CFB), which is in Manhattan. You have on the state level, you have the New York State Board of Elections campaign finance unit, which is in Albany, and then on the federal level, you have uh, campaign finance as well. So, since I'm running for a state position. Um, the rules of like what you can and can't spend campaign money on are clear. Um, you cannot spend any money. The candidate cannot spend any money on his or herself. Okay. Um, you can only spend money uh, on on products and services that pertain to the candidacy. So I can't buy myself suits, unfortunately. Um, but we, when in our suits. But don't you need a suit for your election? Like for I the... Know, I know. They, they, on the city level, there's loopholes um, that allow you to be able to, you know, purchase suits and do different things like that. On the state level, it's a little bit more stringent in that regard. Um, but, like, it, it really, like, depends. It really depends. 
Uh, I stay away from it because it can, it can get murky. Yeah. Um, technically, you could also, like, in some instances, you could also buy yourself a vehicle for the campaign, quote-unquote. But it's very gray area, and I, I just tend not to touch it uh, at all. Um, but there's ways around it. So what you're actually spending your money on in a campaign is personnel, people okay. that you have to pay to get um, advice from, which is called consulting, people okay. that you have to pay to knock on doors and get your message out, materials uh, w with your policy positions on there, buttons, pins, uh, if, if you need them, uh, which is called swag. Uh, we are allowed to, if the candidate needs to get around or a candidate staffer needs to get around, we are allowed to uh, reimburse folk for transportation, okay. things like that. The idea behind the funds is really to run the organization, to, to, to spread the message across the prospective district that you're running in. In my district and in every assembly district, we represent about 120-some-odd thousand people, um, give or take. Uh, of those 120,000 people, there's about forty to 70,000 people who are registered to vote. The rest are kids under age. Obviously, of course, they can't vote. Okay. Yet. That's like a third, right? Right. So a third, roughly upwards of a third of the actual district's population are, are are eligible to vote. And what district are you again? So I'm running uh, for New York State Assembly in the 31st Assembly District. The 31st Assembly District encompasses the neighborhoods of the Rockaway Peninsula, where I live at, Far Rock. Hey. Okay, shout out. Shout out to Far Rock. In the building. Uh, we got Rosedale, Brookville. Okay, shout out to Rosedale. That's where the fam's at. That's where I was born. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we got Springfield Gardens. Okay. Shout out to the Q4. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and weirdly enough, um, we have the entire JFK airport. Oh. Um, it, the district is weird because a third of the district is spaces where people don't live. Like nobody lives at the airport, so nobody can vote at the airport. And the, and the surface area of the district, having JFK in it, takes up a third of the overall district, roughly, give or take, of the third district, uh, of the district. And then we have South Ozone Park and South Richmond Hill, and that's the assembly district. Got you, got you. So, yeah, you cover, you cover up a lot of spaces. So, Khalil, uh, what are, like, some of the things, because earlier in the podcast you mentioned uh, giving back to the community. Like, what are some of the things that you do in order to give back? Like, you say there are a lot of projects, Right. Right. Wait, so hold on. So before we get into that, I think that's going to be covered up in our second segment. Um, right? I'm, I'm jumping yeah, the gun. I'm he's, sorry. He's jumping the gun. So how about we'll take a quick break and then we'll hop into our uh, second segment. We'll talk about giving back to the community. All right. So. Welcome back, uh, everybody. Eats. We're here with uh, candidate Khalil Anderson for the New York State Assembly. Um, so before we were just talking about pretty much what he does, uh, the logistics of running the campaign. So 
Uh, as Corey just asked before, he was asking, what do you do um, specifically and like about giving back to the community? Because that's something that I'm really uh, big on. That's something really big on here at Everybody Eats. So, Khalil, if you could speak uh, more about that, about what your campaign and what you do um, for, for the Far Rock community. So, so wait, so what I do for the Rockaway community and, and how I give back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so let, let me start with this. I strongly believe that you have to have uh, some some sort of background in community organizing or some sort of background of public service before uh, you can go ahead and, and, and run for office. I mean, obviously, people run for office for other reasons, for other uh, ambitions. I'm running for office because I, I see a vision that unfortunately our leaders have not been able to carry out here in the Rockway Peninsula and across this assembly district to really create a neighborhood that is self-sufficient, create a neighborhood that is uh, politically educated, create a neighborhood where young people are in positions of leadership, and create a, a neighborhood that is driven off service, right? So um, these are the things that I live by. Um, since, you know, since I'm in single digits at eight and nine years old, uh, you know, public service was something that was really uh, the cornerstone of what we were taught in our household. Uh, my mom was an organizer for ACORN, which was, uh, I, I don't ask me what it stands for, but it's an old time organization that really did a lot of grassroots organizing all across the country. Uh, they were actually uh credited with their organizing work in electing our first black president in 2008 barack obama okay, um, my, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my father um was an organizer i believe he was a shop steward uh for 1199 seiu which is a uh service employees international union so the healthcare workers Okay. Uh, so, and then my mom volunteered on the PTA and uh, things like that. So, like, service is in my blood. Service is in my family. Yeah. Uh, back is in my family. Uh, when my mom was the president of the PTA at my uh, elementary school, uh, she would take us over to the local nursing home. We would read to seniors. We would serve seniors. Like these, these are the things, and even at a young age, these are the things that we all should be doing as young people so that we can engage our community. We can show the community that young people care. We can show the community that young people want a voice. And we can show the community, look, it, it's, it's, it's more than just staying in our lane. Like, we're getting out there and we're doing things to impact other people's lives. So service is at the cornerstone of my belief system. And that's number one. Number two, um, I I feel blessed to have um, dedicated my uh, childhood and my adult, I guess, young adult life uh, to service, whether that's um, serving on my local community board where we the community board is a is the most local form of government. Okay. Uh, where we uh, are, are basically an advisory space for the city of New York. So any anything from land use, so deciding how vacant land is used, uh, to making suggestions on how to improve parks and transportation, we advise the city. They don't always listen. We advise the city of New York. 
Oh, no, nah, they be wild. They don't listen. So <laughs> we still got to do the work. It's vital. Yeah. Um, we advise, essentially advise, we meet monthly and we advise the city uh, on the issues we feel are the most pertinent to the uh, Rockwood community. Okay, definitely. So that means that you're doing a lot. And I know, like, I follow you on Instagram, so I always see you at different, you know, like churches and events and uh, things like that. So I definitely know that you've been involved. And even at Queens College, um, Khalil, I think I met him through student government, um, mm -hmm. essentially. So even throughout, in, in the school, he was always um, promoting different events and promoting different um, leadership opportunities and just giving back to the school. So uh, I know for sure that like I could definitely speak speak for Khalil that he's been putting in the work and it's not just not just words that like I seen the hard work that um, that you put in. So I definitely I definitely respect you and uh, commend you. you commend you for that. Thank you, thank you. And, it, and it's about it's all about trying to get as many people in on this movement of youth organizing, youth activism as we can because um, what I learned in my three and a half years on community board is that. These spaces are not for us uh, uh, presently. They're not for us. We don't even talk about youth issues uh, 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 on community board in a, in a, at a large scale as we should be. When it's so crazy that oh, sorry about that, drop my cup. Um, <laughs> my bad. So um, we don't even talk about youth issues on our community board. Uh, at a large scale like we should be. And it's crazy because um, if you look at uh, census data, uh, about a third of um, the Rockaway Peninsula is people under the age of 35. So we we encompass the peninsula, but we're not at the table when it when it when it comes to decision making. And this is prevalent, you know, in communities of, of color all across the city where young people do not have that voice or that seat at the table and we got to make space and we have to force our you way can be that change Khalil. you can be that change you're the that's right thing that and, change. That's the and, and i want to bring as many as many folks you know with me in this movement because we should be talking about how to improve education on our local community boards and i have a our... question for you though Khalil. Sure. like how how difficult it is for you as a young person trying to get that seat at the table right now because you said you're what, 23, right? Yeah. 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 Most people are 23, they're thinking about video games and girls. So, <laughs> like, how difficult is you? Uh, how difficult is it for you right now to do this? Like, to try to get a seat at the table, so to speak. Um, it, it, it's it's difficult in the sense that there are certain tables that they, they don't want you to sit at. Um, so you got to pull up a chair anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say in the spaces that I have been in, it's, again, just just pushing your voice in there, um, not allowing the discussion to move forward unless we talk about schools, unless we talk about social media, uh, 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 you know, issues regarding that, unless we talk about gun violence that's impacting young people, unless we're talking about those issues, uh, we, we really should not allow these systems to operate, you know, in business as usual. Uh, I, I'll talk about what I did last meeting, and then I'll talk about some of the other stuff that like I've actually gotten accomplished in the neighborhood uh, with youth voice and youth power. So at the last community board meeting, um, we were going over um, the budget. So as a community board, 
we, and the city doesn't have to listen, they usually don't, uh, we recommend what we would like to see the city budget for. And I, I, I specifically asked, uh, put in a request that we add more funding to cure violence programs. Cure violence programs are, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, SNUG. It was an old time program that was used in the early 2000s to help reduce crime in the neighborhoods of like East New York, Brownsville, and the Rockaways, uh, and all across the country. Basically, the Cure Violence Program is, exists today. It's a program that helps young people uh, with conflict resolution. Okay. Uh, it, we, uh, the, the organization uh, that does work out here in the Rockaways, Rock Safe Streets, does a lot of work around just trying to get young people to resolve their conflicts in different ways. They like, meet, pretty much like they, don't pull out a gun if someone like, you know, step up on you. Right. All right. Exactly. Uh, uh, they actually talk to the gang members and the gang leaders, try to get them employment opportunities because at the end of the day, it's young people who don't have opportunities who's out here shooting each other because they're yeah. fighting over territory and spaces and fighting with each other and committed fratricide on each other uh, because there's limited resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fighting for crumbs that don't even belong belong to us. And so uh, at the community board, I said, look, we need to provide more funding for this program. Uh, last year, for the area that they specifically serve in the Rockways, not the whole peninsula, they only serve a 10-block radius, we went 700, no, what was it, 368 days or something like that. I, I got to look back at it. But it was over a year, and a, a year and some change without a shooting in that neighborhood. Uh, and I grew up in that neighborhood where they serve, which is Edgemere. And I remember, you know, shootings were just a part of what it was to live in Edgemere. Yeah. And, you know, with that group coming in, I felt like, look, we need to continue to give these people more funding so they can continue that work so that we can reform young people. Everything is not jail, 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 arrest, 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 institutionalized, institutionalized, institutionalized. Young people need spaces and avenues and venues to to vent their frustration uh, and, and do it in a constructive way. So I asked for more funding for that. And it was like... How'd that turn out? Um, It passed. We, you know, we, we, they, it passed. Everybody voted on it. It passed, and we asked for more funding for the public housing developments out here. Uh, you know, where a lot of young people live, you know, still live with their parents and things of that nature, because uh, it's the only, it's the only stock of affordable housing. Yeah, because it's expensive in New York City uh, to live, and public housing is our last, last piece of actual real affordable housing we have. And in my, and I said this. I, I was trying to keep. I was trying to. I was trying to. I was trying I was, to keep myself calm. Yeah, you tried. Like I, I came out my face. I was like, "Look, I I've been on this board three years. Most of y'all around me have been on this board ten plus years. Why is it now that we're adding these items to the budget for suggestions uh, to the city when these issues?" Uh, uh, for young people have persist, per persisted 
preceding me, before me, for a long time. Like that's how you know you're making an impact, Kellen. That's how you know you're making an impact. Because you pulled up the seat to the table. That's what you yeah, did. That's, that's why. why. Yeah, yeah. And like when I asked, when I asked, I'm like, yo, why are we not talking about cure violence? Why are we not talking about uh, providing more technological resources, which is something we added to the budget as well? And, and, and why are we not talking about uh, these issues with, with public housing at all, period? Like, these are issues that have persisted for generations before me. And I personally believe that budgets are moral documents, right? Budgets are documents, especially city budgets, government budgets, are documents where you put money towards the things that you care about, period. And if the government does not care about making sure that we have anti-violence and conflict resolution programs, then then that's problematic. Not just to young people, but that's problematic to the populace. We should be looking into investing in new solutions. Everything is not a cop. Everything is not a jail. Everything is not a, a, a institutionalized. We have to look at new ways in cultivating our young people so that they can have spaces to properly, you know, uh, express themselves and. Uh, you know, community board is not the community board is a start yeah. to begin that type of work, but really pounding the pavement and creating the change we want to see, like I have been doing in the Rockaways with my friends uh, and different organizations, uh, you know, for most of my high school and college, you know, career uh, is really how you get it done because, you know, government is bureaucracy. But uh, the real change happens with you uh, and, and people like you going out there, seeing an issue and trying to address it. And one of the projects that I worked on uh, in the Rockways, because I was also a founding member of a youth organization called the Rockway Youth Task Force in the Rockways. And Is what that, the, the Rockway Youth Task Force, uh, okay. which is a youth-based uh, advocacy organization in the Rockaways that seeks to engage young people in a civic manner, uh, engage young people uh, uh, with, through volunteerism, and engage young people so that they can have a voice in their community. Uh, one of the thing, one of the big, big projects I worked on uh, with them is helping to create a half an acre community uh, farm. Now it's called the farm. <laughs> uh, where we grow fresh, we grow and package fresh produce to a community that has high blood pressure, hypertension, mm. um, to a community that suffers from food desert. Uh, if you live anywhere between Beach 32nd Street and Beach 70, was it Beach 67th Street, you know that there's not a supermarket within that range. That's over 30 blocks without a supermarket. We're elderly, we're, sen we're seniors, we're elderly, we're young people, we're middle-aged people, where families live. Access to food is at an all-time low in the Rockaways. And we saw that as an issue as young people. We was all, when we started the organization, we was, I was like 12, 13, 14. And the founder, like the founder and the CEO was like 19, 20. Like we said, look, like enough of this. Like we really need... That's kids going to work. Or like, yeah. you know, young adults going to work. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's and amazing. No, one thing I, like, even just from talking to you now, like, one thing I really see is that I can, I can feel the passion that he has. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's, it's, it 
it, he loves it, what he does. Yeah, you know, that's what he does is what he's passionate about. I think that's something that, you know, is really important because, you know, you could tell that Khalil really cares about his community. You know what I mean? Not even just not even just the Rockways Peninsula, but he cares about, you know, the people of the state. He cares about the people, you know what I mean, that in, in New York City and in, in New York State. So that's something that like I can feel from over here. And I think that's I think that's amazing. Um, to have people like that running for local office, having people from the community representing the community who care about the community. So I think that's really amazing. And again, I really commend uh, commend you for that, Khalil. Um, so I think uh, what we'll do is we'll move on to the quote, quote of the day. Um, so for this week... I don't know who it is, Bensky. Just tell us. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, I already told Corey a little bit before. This one's going to be a little bit hard. I don't know if you guys know it, but um, it's a quote that I really enjoy. Um, so let me pull it up. All right. So it's simple. The quote is, comparison is the thief of joy. That's the quote. Can you guys guess mm -hmm. who said it? Comparison is the thief of joy. Is it an actor? Joy. Is it an actor? No, nah, not That's an actor. Robin? No, I was saying that's deep. Yeah. I got nothing. Nothing? Yeah. No, nobody Googled it yet? <laughs> ah, no We Google. don't cheat out here. <laughs> but who said it? We give up. So President Teddy Roosevelt. So I don't even know how I heard this. It might have been on. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, so I'm assuming it was somewhere um, on a podcast. But I had it written down in my notebook at work, and it was just something that's been in my head. Um, like... When it comes to starting businesses, right, like when it comes to Kilty Styles, you know, it's like, you know, it's so easy to compare yourself to other brands, you know, other clothing brands, other people who are doing it and to think like, oh, why am I not like them? You know, and you can get you can get sad, you can get depressed, you can get discouraged or even in Khalil's case, like you're, you know, a 23 year old running for New York State Assembly. I'm sure you, you have other candidates who, you know what I mean, who either could be older, older than you, maybe they have more experience, but you know, if you're looking to them and saying, why am I not like them, then you're going to be discouraged and you're, you're going to forget, yourself. you know, your own motivation, the own reasons why you're doing something. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, from what I understand that don't compare it to don't compare yourself to what other people are doing. Go chase your own bag. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about what I'm doing. I'm not going to worry about you. You're going to be doing. I'm going to worry about myself. I'm going to do myself. I'm going to work hard and do that. You know what I mean? And if you out here comparing yourself to, oh, why am I not like X, Y, and Z? Like, why am I not like her? Like this? Yeah, you're just going to lose. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not where it's at. So um, that's why I really enjoy the quote. So um, repeat it. Repeat it one more time. One more time for the people. Comparison is the thief of joy. There you go. So make sure you focus on yourself. All right. So from that, we'll transition to our last segment of today. <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk about a little something different that I think, you know, is very important topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very important topic for us to discuss, right? This Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yo, this sandwich <laughs> has the world going crazy, yo. The amount of news coverage, meme coverage, like people out here getting stabbed over a chicken sandwich, that honestly is Are not for real right now bro someone this week got stabbed i think it was in maryland bro someone got stabbed over a chicken sandwich because i think they like cut the line or something like that oh my god like people are dying over chicken bro <laughs> like people are dying over fried chicken this is a problem the boondocks predicted it first and that's crazy like the boondocks they really they really had that episode but it was funny because like that episode was based off of like actual real event where like a popeye's 
um like ran out of chicken and then people were going nuts right. but like now like people are really dying over chicken and the thing is like it's not like it's good i've never had a popeye chicken sandwich all right it's good you should go have it right but to me chick-fil-a is still better because from chick-fil-a i get the deluxe with the cheese you know what I mean? Lettuce, tomato, cheese, you know. Throw you get a full, full sandwich. Facts, so you throw that, you know, Chick-fil-A sauce on there, you know, get you a side of lemonade. I had that joint yesterday for lunch. It was banging. <laughs> but y'all, yeah, y'all need to stop kidding yourselves over some chicken, bro. Like, <laughs> it's not that serious. I can fry chicken, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, nah, it's good. It's good. I know. Uh, I, I just think it's amazing how, like, one, I think the sandwich was, like, a little older than it was when it first popped off, but that Popeyes had absolutely zero marketing, like in and like they paid nothing for marketing when it first like beautiful. became a big thing, which it's is pretty wild for how that worked. Like literally, I think like in the summertime when it first August, uh, bro, August, August, right? I think they said they made. I think it was like the numbers, like they made twenty five million off of it, in, like the first like couple of weeks or something like that. And it was off a $0 spell on marketing. It was straight memes, you know, videos on uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Like, straight social media did all of that for them. They didn't have to spend nothing. And, like, that's just where the future is, yo. Like, it's it's kind of crazy. For real. I think I was talking about it before, Khalil. What were you saying about the sandwich? Bro, let me tell y'all about that chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, politics and community aside, bro, that sandwich is crazy. <laughs> Let me tell y'all about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. So I got it. I got the chicken sandwich. When did I get it? I got it like back in June. Like that's like I believe it was like yeah. I think it was like June when it hit. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, we had um, like she don't eat spicy food. And, but she likes the pickles on it. So so she got the regular sandwich with the pickles. And, like, I don't mess with pickles or regular sandwiches. I like spicy. Yeah, nah, for real. I don't like pickles either. I, I toss nah. them. Me too. Straight out. Yeah. They don't do Just like that. Bugging. All of you. Bugging. Pickles Bugging. aren't natural. Pickles are not natural. You can't grow a pickle. All right. You have to a soak lot of the a stuff, a cucumber in vinegar. That's disgusting. A lot of the stuff you eat isn't natural. Don't discriminate with pickles. <laughs> he got a point. All right, nah, but all right, nah, 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 exactly. As you were saying, Khalil. <laughs> oh no! Nah. So like we split it, and like I didn't really get to like get the taste of it. So I was like, all right, so this don't count. Yeah. But then I went to go back the next day or something. The line was crazy. So I didn't feel like doing it. So I said I was gonna do it another day, but they had canceled it by the time I went back to do it. So I was so tight. I was like, damn, I'm never gonna have that sandwich again. So it came back the other day, and they told everybody it was coming back November third, but it was really back the second. So I went to the, as soon as as soon as I found out, <laughs> I went to Popeyes on the Ave, and I got me the spicy chicken sandwich with the sweet heat sauce. Period. I had that, and it was good. And I was like, shoot, I gotta have another one. So I had another one the next day. Um, but how I got that next one the other day because my bank account is, my campaign account is looking good, but my account is crazy. Wait, what? I said my campaign account looks good, That's but my personal account. No, no, no. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, let me tell the story, guys. Be quiet. I said that account looks good, but the but my personal account does not look good. Oh. So I, I hit up my friend. I was like, yo, sis. <laughs> you know, can you 
sponsor a sandwich. <laughs> and she sent the money and sponsored the sandwich. So I went and got one after church. And, you know, uh, you know that sandwich is good. And then mom bought some sandwiches for the crib. Everybody had one. So I, I done had that sandwich like three or four times. All three times that I that I had it, it got better each time. It's good, though. And, like, one that, no, I have to say this. I have to say this. One thing, uh, one thing that Popeyes has over Chick Fil A, because that's how this started, is that it's Popeyes is in everybody's hood. Chick Fil A is not accessible. Nah, nah, you, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, like if you want to go to Chick Fil A, you got to go to Queen Central Mall, and that's deep. For those listening, if you have if you have a preference, if you think Popeyes better than Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A better than Popeyes, definitely leave that in the comments. We're interested on uh, how you guys feel. But me personally, I'm Chick Fil A. Um, Chick Fil A, you can sponsor us. You can sponsor us, and we can have Chick Fil A on the podcast. So, if someone from, <laughs> someone from Chick, Chick Fil A is out there. You listen to this, you know what to do. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. So definitely, Khalil. Uh, where can people reach reach you either on social media if they want to donate to your campaign? Like, how can how can people get in contact with you, your office, and all that? Absolutely, I'm glad you asked. Especially, how can people donate? You guys go to Google, type in Act Blue, A C T B L U E. Type in my name, K H A L E E L A N D E R S O N. Our name comes right up. Um, and you go straight to the Act Blue account and donate whatever you can. All right. Uh, we'll have that link available uh, in the description for this episode if you guys are interested in uh, supporting Mr. Khalil Anderson. I know I definitely uh, threw my money so I could support uh, that man. I can't vote, unfortunately. One, I wasn't in his district, and now I'm not even in the state. But do what you can. You hear him. You know what he's about. So definitely donate. Lost donate. Instagram. Um, you got an Instagram? Yeah. So my Instagram is... I'm pretty boring. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, but I'm just at Khalil Anderson. I have right. on my campaign. My All my images on my social media is my campaign logo and profile picture for that uh, as well. And I have my link in all my bios on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Because I really, we're really trying to raise, we're trying to hit 50K by the beginning of the year so that we can continue this grassroots movement and be a strong campaign. Like real talk, I really need everybody eats to come out and help me eat. Oh, of course, bro. You already know. You already know. You got my full support, bro. Um, you know, if you listen to this and you're in New York, make sure you register to vote. Right. Two, if you live in his district, make sure uh, that you voting for my man Khalil Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you said the election is June 2020. Am yes, I correct? Sir. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Uh, and you have to live in the neighborhoods of South Ozone Park, South Richmond Hill, Rosedale, Springfield Gardens, Far Rockaway. Got you. So if you live in any of those neighborhoods, make sure you support my man, Khalil Anderson. He's for the people. He's by the people. You know, he and cares about no excuse. Hold on, brother. There's no excuse. If you're not registered to vote, you can register to vote online at the DMV website. It takes two minutes. Two to minutes, all right? So you have no excuse. If you live in those neighborhoods, make sure you support my man. And if you don't live in the neighborhood, you can at least donate. So remember, Act Blue will have the link in the bio all right so we want to thank you again Khalil Anderson thank you very much for being on the podcast we really appreciate you coming out showing the love um you know telling people about telling people about your campaign telling you know we could feel that passion and that Popeye's chicken um um, for real so I learned a whole lot about bureaucracy even at a, a small level like this but um a smaller scale level I should say 
So thank you so much, Khalil. Um, nah, bro, Edom was a little bit quiet this episode, but I, guess, I was learning, bro. I was like taking yeah, notes and ain't no, bro. bro, ain't no, ain't no problem with that. I learned a lot too. Like I said, this is what we do on Everybody Eats. We're trying to get people of different backgrounds, different career fields, you know, just trying to inspire, educate, you know what I mean? So I learned a lot. So like I said, we teach them while we learn, learning while we teach, food for thought, cooking up ideas. Everybody Eats, that's what we're about, that's what we do. All right, so I want to thank any, everybody for listening to this week's episode. Um, definitely, like I said, make sure uh, you click that act blue link that we'll have uh, in the description. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, anywhere you consume podcasts. We're on there. Make sure to follow us. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let people know. Share with your friends. <coughs> make sure you're following us on our Instagram page at everybody underscore eats. We'll be posting these videos, uh, snippets of the episodes, and the YouTube page is in the works. I keep saying it, guys, but it's in the works. Yeah. So just be patient. He's working on it. I saw him working on it last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be patient. We'll have that up and out. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks for rocking with us. Peace. Peace.